The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Friday, June the, or July the second. Wow, does time really fly? And we are looking at the top safeties in the NFL with our buddy Tyler Sullivan. Sully, what's up, buddy? What's going on, Will? Isn't it fun to hop in the time machine and fly all the way? To, I'm just kidding. Sometimes we record these. Sometimes we don't record these the exact day of. The rankings, they're evergreen. You can do it. It's the offseason. I'm actually time traveling backwards. I'm already at the 4th of July. I'm at my cookout. It, it's great. It's it's a good time. You guys will have fun. America! <laughs> um, anyway, we're going to look at the top 10 safeties. Who were your toughest names to leave off from the top 10 safety list? I mean, this one was tough. I mean, you know, we, we, we've done the offensive line one already, and we've talked about how it was difficult to kind of parse these things. Safety was no, was no different. And, and, and this one, I think I leave it off a, a much bigger names. Jamal Adams, Ooh. not inside this top 10. Buda Baker, not Ooh. inside this top 10. You know, that those are probably the ones that a lot of people are going to look at and say, what are you smoking? What are you on? Like, but when you look at the people that made it, again, this isn't to discredit, you know, Jamal Adams. This isn't to discredit Buda Baker to – unbelievable players at their position but when you get to the nitty-gritty of the t- the best of the best you're splitting hairs that's that's really what you're at here so those are the two names i think i'll probably get the most flack for i mean you know i'm not like i'm not throwing antoine winfield jr in there after one year but he's an honorable mention he's someone who i'm like had a great year first year in the league helped tampa bay get to a super bowl but i'm i'm not gonna go so boldly to say oh he's already a top 10 guy in the league all right fair enough and yeah, I mean, people are going to, you know, Kevin Byard, uh, yeah. famous, famous oh, yeah. interactions with like, hey, you stay the fan. You you keep being a fan. I'll keep being the man. Deion Sanders once told him on Twitter, he's like, actually, Deion, I'm a uh, starting all pro safety for the Tennessee Titans. <laughs> and, and Deion apparently had no idea who Kevin Byard was, which that's great. Probably says more about Deion than Kevin Byard. Uh, Mike Hyde. So. Yeah, I say so too. Uh, Micah Hyde and uh, Jordan Poyer of the Bills, both nice players, could have made it on there. Darnell Savage took a big leap forward to as well. Anthony Harris, a cheap signing for, for the Eagles, but uh, you know another former or another current Minnesota guy that would make more sense. At 10, yeah, I like this because you're projecting a little bit to next year and hoping that injuries don't take, take another season of Derwin James away from us. I, Derwin James could be number one on this list. Right, and, so, and, and so, you know, even just going back to, like, if you want to take out Derwin James and throw in Buda Baker or throw in Jamal Adams or, or anybody, like, I'm not going to fight you that hard. I honestly just think this one's a little bit more fascinating to, to talk about and, and, and write about. Like, 
there is a case to be made, like you're saying, where we're sitting here next year and Derwin James is the best safety in the NFL because we saw just a quick little flash of it you know, when he was in his rookie year, for, comes out of the gate, first team, all pro racks up over a hundred tackles is just an absolute monster, but injuries have completely, it's been, it's been sad, really. It, it's like a, it's like a sad turn in his career because you look at that chargers defense. And if you add somebody like that to it, I mean, you're, you know, I, I don't know if I'm going to say that they're competing with, with the chiefs, but if Herbert continues and, and James gets there, I mean, I, you gotta like what the chargers are putting together there. So, you know, the injuries are the biggest thing. If he if he can stay away from it, if he can get that injury bug from stop from stop biting him, you're talking about a guy that's easily top five talent wise. But I mean, he's the number one safety in the league if he's healthy. I mean, yeah. he had his first season as a rookie, he was an all pro at age 22, had three and a half sacks, a you know, hundred tackles, three picks. I mean, what a freaking four tackles for loss, six quarterback hits. I mean, dude's a beast. He's an yeah. all around player, sort of a souped up Jamal Adams. No offense to Jamal Adams. And I agree with him there. I, I think you will probably catch a lot of flack for not having Buda Baker on there. Yeah. And, and it's and probably so, deserved. And, yeah, I get it. And, you know, listen, he's, I believe he was, he was an all pro that last year, you know, stud. And again, you want to put him at 10 and you want to move James down. That's totally, totally fine. I, I get the, the idea of it, but when I'm looking at, at James, I'm looking at a guy like you saying, like, could be the the best of the best. And I, I don't want to sit here a year from now and go, like, I don't think you don't want to, you want Derwin James to be to have a six full sixteen games, and then you didn't have him on the list. Right, exactly. I don't I don't want to put uh, he who must not be named who didn't put Aaron Rodgers in the in the top ten uh, <laughs> <laughs> last year going into it. So clearly that gets a good laugh around the NFL Slack chat. Oh, I mean, well, we, yeah, we I, got, I got a good laugh to myself listening to the pod earlier in the car. Yeah. So that, that was good. That good was for good. Cody Benjamin for. For for blasting, uh, he who shall not be named for that. That was that was a bad mistake. Number nine, Adrian Amos. Uh, you have him with the Packers and Harrison Smith of the Vikings at number eight. Little NFC North flavor there. Yeah, and, and Amos. I mean, he was the highest graded safety in coverage last year according to PFF. I mean, he's he's somebody who's helping solidify that 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 back end of the defense there for Green Bay. So to me, it, it just it just made some made sense when you're talking about somebody on a team. That has been in the NFC Championship and, and, and knocking on the door of a Super Bowl. You, you kind of have to give that some credit. I understand that you know it's not all predicated on team success there, but when you're talking about you know pairing him with Darnell Savage and Dahir Alexander, that's a pretty good secondary. I know it gets a lot of flack for like Kevin King screwing up a lot of it in in the a NFC Championship. But we're talking about a, a unit that's been pretty solid there and someone who's really been a durable piece. I believe it was 100% of the snaps uh, it, 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 uh, fairly recently and I think 98% of the offensive snaps last year. Like He's been somebody who you can rely on a week-in-week-out basis who I think is actually a little underrated. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's, that, I have no problem with that. You know, I, Again, like the, the, and the Buda Baker thing too, Buda Baker's you know, score or like, you know, Overall numbers and sort of highlights are, are pumped up because he is a big guy against the run yeah. and he yeah. has gotten better against the pass. But um, certainly, you know, both those guys, key components to those NFL defenses. Uh, Marcus Williams at number seven for you. Another another member of that too that we talked about this at the offensive lineman. The 2017 class just changed everything for the Saints. Yeah, and I mean, you know, he's allowed a 61.5 completion percentage when targeted last year. He, he's just one of the the better overall players at the position obviously but what i think is interesting too is that he 
he very rarely like even when we're, when he allows a completed pass he's let he's getting his guys down he's not letting you know missing tackles a 4.8% missed tackle rate like absolutely nothing he's, he's he's finishing off these guys even if they're able to to haul in the pass there so to me one of the anchors to, to that defense you know new orleans is for for a while now had a pretty good defense but to me i, I think that he's one of the key reasons why and, and credit too to uh to to marcus williams for bouncing back yeah. from the the minneapolis miracle that you know yeah. that could have that's the sort of thing that could ruin a dude's mental psyche that, that is something where like you know it's a it's a bill Buckner. you know it's it's, it's one of those that just absolutely gets you know played on a loop and you never really recover you become a cast out to the franchise fan base like you know that's something that can completely change you credit to him i mean dating back to to 2019 he's the second highest graded guy in, in pff's metrics so you know you really can't say more about him no, you really can't. Marcus May franchise tagged this offseason by the New York Jets. One of the very few blue chip guys that that Jets team uh, has on the roster. You know, Quentin Williams, um, you know, Makai Becton, Marcus May, and Zach, Zach Wilson, Elijah Moore. I mean, it's it's a pretty short list, but Marcus May definitely on there, the number six safety for you. Yeah, and, and it was it was interesting because I think everybody was paying a lot of attention to the safety position for the Jets because Jamal Adams wanted out. And you're kind of like, okay, like this franchise guy, you know, face of your defense wants out. What are you going to do? Well, Marcus May comes in here and shows that he can be a versatile piece. He had a career year. He was, what was it? Uh, total pass breaks up, breakups, total tackles, sacks, force fumbles, all career highs for him. He was, according to the PFF's grading system, he was the fourth highest graded safety last year. I mean, it was, by all accounts, a, a tremendous you know, uptick in his, I don't want to say play, because I still feel like he's he's played well, but he was given more opportunity, able to showcase it and prove that he can be a bigger piece of this defense going forward, which I think is actually sneaky underrated. I think their, their front seven's pretty good, and if May can solidify that back end, the Jets' defense, it, it really isn't much to, to, uh, to squawk at. You know, it, it too, like maybe get a little bit of coaching in there. Yeah. Robert Stahl, I mean, you know, coming yeah. in. And, yeah, I mean, true. But they have great minded coach, you know, it just just changes the overall culture of it. You know, that's that's a that's a that's a good point. Or as we have to say, not Adam Gase. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, usually, usually good things happen when he leaves. That's right. It, almost always good things happen. John Johnson, the third, one of the big free agent signings for the Browns this all season as they attempted to beef up their defense, checks in at number five for you. Yep. Again, one of the the sneaky underrated moves that the Browns have done over the last few years. You know, it's not like it's this like big splash, big name. Not like the Odell Beckham's of the world. It's it more reminds me of like a defensive version of the Jack Conklin signing, where it's you know this guy should fit your system pretty well. You, you know, the the change is going to be interesting with any of these guys switching teams. You know, how is how are they going to? fit within this defense as opposed to, you know, we're basing it off of all of these productions from another franchise, another system, another defense. How is it going to translate? I personally think it's going to translate well. I mean, he's been one of these guys that has just been an absolute stud. I believe he allowed uh, 6.4 yards per completion, 4.4 yards per target last year. That's very low for someone that plays deep in the secondary. So, you know, I just, I just like everything about that move and, I, I don't think it gets a lot enough credit, Sim, you know, similar to Conklin last year when we're talking about the Browns possibly making that leap to a AFC championship, possibly even Super Bowl appearance. Yeah, and I like, I mean, I like what the the Browns did in terms of the offseason because they were 
they focused on getting the offense where it needed to be, especially in the offensive line and then you know, tight end key positions in, in this offense where, you know, with, with what, what Kevin Stefanski wants to do last season. So Baker Mayfield could get right. Yeah. And then they said, all right, we got some holes here on defense. Let's see if we can plug them in the off season, you know, either through the draft or, you know, through some smart free agent signings. They did just that. And, and John Johnson, uh, a really nice, a really nice pickup in terms of, a off-season grab. It's just you know, I think the I think the Rams would have wanted to keep him around because that but defense. They, Rams, they, they, they were just in so much cap disarray and, and exactly. things like that, where it's it's t- you know it was it was tough to kind of keep a guy like that, especially when you're when you're looking at a Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald. I mean, you're you're already investing a lot of money on that on that defensive side of the ball, and and they, you know the the case to be made for the Rams keeping him is that you don't have draft capital to kind of replace that production. But, you know, when push comes to shove cap-wise, it's too tough. Exactly. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, two more AFC North safeties on the list for Tyler Sullivan. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Jesse Bates the third, maybe the most is he is he quickly morphing from the most underrated NFL player, an underrated player in the NFL to. The, he, he's sort of like the Robert Woods of of defensive players, where yeah. now everyone say everyone is saying he's the most underrated player. Therefore, he's kind Therefore of he's overrated. Not, I, it wasn't it wasn't even really for that for me to put him inside the top five. Like, oh, is he overrated or he's underrated? I was more afraid of Breach flying to Massachusetts, knocking on my door and saying, "Why? What? what yeah, why is he not higher on this list?" And I'm probably still going to get that at some point. Which right. is totally fine. I'd, I'd welcome him in with open arms. So have, have, a, have a few beers. I'm sure it would be fun. But Bates, again, has been, has been somebody who has been just a, a statistical darling. Doesn't get a lot of pump because, I mean, he's getting a lot of pump now, but doesn't get a lot of, I think, exposure from the average NFL oh, fan. He, he went to Wake Forest, drafted in the second round. He plays for the Bengals. He's just right. not a so, so it's just one of those things where they're not in contention. You're not seeing him on these primetime games like like a like a Mika Fitzpatrick, who we'll talk about in a second. Like that's you know, you're you're just not seeing him. But when you when you peel it back, he was, you know, second team all pro. Uh, he was the highest graded safety last year, according to PFF. He's allowed opposing quarterbacks to complete just 54, uh, 54.3% of their passes. He had a passer rating allowed of 70.7. I mean, you're just you're talking about a career year, 15 pass breakups. He, he's emerging into somebody who eventually I think everybody will know and eventually could even be the, one of the higher players on even higher on this list. But, you know, it's just we haven't seen much of him in these primetime games as opposed to these guys that are a little bit higher on this list, or at least some of them. Yep. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick, number three, he's sort of solidified. Thanks to mostly thanks to Pete Prisco snubbing off the top 100. It feels like now because of that whole discussion last offseason that people are sort of obsessed with making sure that Minka Fitzpatrick is properly rated. And you certainly have him (laughs) properly rated here at number three. And so I think one through three is the tier. I think that that's the top tier. Bates, you know, maybe is creeping into this tier, but I, I almost want to put him as the the best of the next tier. 
But when you're talking about Fitzpatrick and the other guys that we'll mention, I think you can make a case for either one of them moving up or moving down, whatever you want to do. Fitzpatrick, first full season in Pittsburgh, but the second he got there in, in 2019, it almost completely changed how that defense looked. They were already great with TJ Watt, and they already had playmakers, but they didn't have a guy like that who was, you know, I think I wrote, it almost made them a more opportunistic defense. It feels like they're always ripe for to, for a turnover that completely changes the scope of a game. And Fitzpatrick is one, one of those guys. I mean, you know, again, second team all pro last year, um, you know, just an overall completes the back end of that defense, completely complements what they do on the front seven. So to me, it was a no-brainer to make him top three. I almost even want to put him even higher. But, you know, as I'm debating with myself in my head, I, you know, these other two guys, I think that I, I felt just a little bit more stronger. Yeah, and Minka, Minka's, you know, I still I would take Derwin over Minka, but you would definitely take Minka's career over Derwin's career so far. Just right, right. Even though, even though Minka traded, Minka's played more games, you know, had, and he struggled a little bit out of the gate last year. Pete Prisco's do Prisco's peacocking, I told you end up 100. And then he poured it on and helped the Steelers, you know, get out to that 11 0 start. Flies all over the place, hard hitting beast, and, and, you know, makes, you know, finished with four picks, has 11 interceptions on his career in just three years already. And when he was targeted, allowed a 50% completion percentage. I mean, it's a coin flip when a quarterback tries to throw in his direction. Yeah. That's, it's pretty good, I would say. It's one of those two where the Steelers gave up a first round pick for him. And I nobody, thought it was dumb. I thought it was dumb at the time. I, did too. I, I was thinking, I was sitting there saying, you know, you got to remember, Ben Roethlisberger went down for the year with you know, his elbow you know, injury. The Steelers are going to finish like three and 12 or three. And, you had I had no idea what it was going to be. And you go, really? You're, you're, you're a buyer right now. You're bringing in this, this player. And, you know, it's, truth be told, who, who knows what that pick could have turned out to be. I, I don't remember exactly what, where it ended up, but because uh, they ended up making a push for the playoffs when they ended up getting Fitzpatrick. They were too short. Well, the Dolphins ended up drafting Austin Jackson with what was the that, like 18th seven, overall. 17, 18, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, you could make the case that you could have drafted Justin Jefferson, Kenneth Murray, Brandon Ayuk, Cesar Ruiz. But I mean, I, you know, Minka Fitzpatrick's going ahead of all those guys in the draft. If But also, would that would they still be there at number 18 had they not gone after Minka Fitzpatrick? Again, that sure. changed a lot of. They're how, defense, brother Divas to life. And I mean, they were winning games with uh, Duck Hodges. So it was, you know, I don't think you're winning, you know, those games in particularly without a legitimate ball hawk playmaker like Fitzpatrick. So again, that's something that you can debate late, you know, when we're talking about the Steelers trying to figure out the quarterback position after Ben Roethlisberger goes away. But in the immediate, it made them a much better defense, a much better football team. So you can't hate the move again. He's a top three safety in the league. Yep. And number two, the Honey Badger, Tyra. Oh, excuse me. The Honey Badger. Tyron Matthew. What was that breach? Tyron Matthew. I'm sorry. I didn't hear that breach. Tyron Matthew. Yes, that's right. Tyron Matthew uh, of the Chiefs. He is just a you know it's it's weird how his career's evolved Sully from guy who's kicked out of LSU redemption story in the NFL has bounced around you know was signed was drafted by Arizona Bruce Arians Steve Kime taken there um as a as a nice pick there were a lot of questions about him ends up you know they don't sign him to they signed him to a big contract but then they let him go signs with the Texans on a one year prove it deal signs with the Chiefs and has blossomed into you know borderline annual defensive player of the year and he just he does it all. He's a beast, and he's just a different kind of football player than really anyone else. Yeah, and, and you and you look at it from uh, like you know the faces standpoint. Obviously, you're talking about Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill. When you're talking about this this era of Kansas City Chiefs football, 
But when you go on the defensive side of the ball, it, it's 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 Matthew. It, it's it's he he is the guy that you think of as the face of that defense. Uh, you know, there there are obviously other guys, Chris Jones and all that. But when you look at what Tyron Tyron Matthew has put to the table, I, 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 I almost said Matthew. The soundbite has caused me because I've heard it so many times. I almost did it. Hey. It a lot, yeah. It, but but it, regardless, regardless if I say his name correctly or incorrectly, one thing I can say correctly is that he is an absolute stud. But almost similar to to Fitzpatrick in the sense that playmaking ability feels like he could swing a game at any moment with the turnover, and he's come up clutch with the Chiefs over the course of his tenure there. And this past year, you know, all pro season, uh, you know, what was it sixty two point seven completion percentage when targeted, a sixty point two passer rating when targeted. It's just he's a he's a very complete player. Can elevate when you need to be ele- when the team needs to be elevated, and it's just one of those things where you'd be silly if you didn't put him, you know, inside the top two. And, and I would always argue that some of the stuff you see from safeties now, in particular, a Minka Fitzpatrick type, a Jamal Adams, a Derwin James, that not that they're exactly the same, but you know, uh, the Honey Badger was at LSU in 2010 and 2011 got kicked off campus. He was a phenomenon when he was yeah. at LSU. And I, th- yeah. I think that there's a good case to be made that some of these guys sort of develop their playing styles, the all around move all over modern safety, Buda Baker too, you know, uh, and even like all these guys sort of come from that same mold. And I sort of wonder if he isn't the, the guy who, help to sort of create this new breed of safety that's not populating the entire NFL. That's certainly the case. But, and there's also one thing that I wanted to mention quickly with, with Matthew, you know, it reminds me a little bit and it's, it's, it's different because they, they had won Super Bowls prior to this move, New England, but New England, when they got Rodney Harrison, it completely changed kind of the attitude in the face of that defense. And it's kind of, you know, for someone who's, who saw that dynasty up close it really, you know, they're not the same player, but it just draws a lot of similarities as it elevated the unit. It elevated them into a, a stratosphere where they're contending for Super Bowls, and you feel a little bit more confident about that defense going forward. And, and again, you know, there's a lot more faces to that. Uh, Sneed's another one who's up and coming at the corner spot. You know, that could be a, a solid secondary for them. But but Matthew right now is is the guy, and it's going to be interesting. Again, free agent going into a contract year. We'll see how it, how it pans out, see if he's on the Chiefs going forward. But Patrick Mahomes has already said, you know, I'd like him to be here for as long as I'm here. And I feel like when you get that type of endorsement, that probably happens pretty quickly. Yeah. And st- how is he only – he he just turned 29 back in May. Feels like yeah. he – that's how – well, like He's been, on the, he's been on the stage forever. Like you were saying, LSU, it feels like we've known him forever. Exactly. Uh, at the top of the list, Justin Simmons of the Denver Broncos sort of – a really nice culmination for him. You know, great player anyway. But when you have uh, Vic Fangio come into town, he fits exactly like you see this in all these Vic Fangio defenses where you know safeties just thrive in this defense, and he's he's really done that the last two years, playing exceptional football. Uh, made his first Pro Bowl in twenty twenty. Re- under the radar guy in terms of you know how in terms of how he's treated from a national perspective. I think everyone, if, if who's the most, like who's the best safety in football, you're getting, you know, the honey badgers. The- I think you're getting the honey badger. I think you're getting Fitzpatrick. I think that, yeah. and I think, I think, you know, on, along with Buda Baker and, and Jamal Adams, which I can, I can understand. I think I thought this was going to give me the most heat too. Why, you know, how isn't Fitzpatrick, you know, the number one guy, how isn't, you know, Tyron Matthew, the, the top guy. But, fighting I mean, through it. You're fighting that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm really, go, really going, really going. 
I'm like Logan Paul and Mayweather. It's just, it's just really go, going, going at it. it. It's great. But you know, when you look at Justin Simmons, I mean, it's just, it, it almost just, you know, it's like a tidal wave when you look at all of the the body of work that he's put together there. I mean, over the last two years, you know, PFF's top graded safety at the position. Uh, I believe he's only one of two safeties. I believe it's him in in Matthew who have had 12 interceptions in the regular season. You know, another one of those guys you wouldn't think, but very opportunistic, is able to be a ball hawk when he's needed to. He's pretty good in the slot. He can do a lot of things in that defense. And when you know, when when you start to look at what that secondary is going to start to look like, maybe even as early as this year, Patrick Sertain pops as a rookie. If Kyle Fuller can return to form from yep. what we saw in Chicago with Vic Fangio, I mean, to me, that is something where I think we're sleeping on the Denver secondary a little bit, a little too much. I know that you know Simmons is the number one guy for me, but. There's a lot of pieces that I like going into this year where they can maybe I'm not saying they're going to like contend for for a title or anything or contend for the division that is also you know you know with Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert but if you get Aaron Rodgers like or, uh, or, or I mean that's a, a great great spot to be in. I mean you look at the Broncos and it's hard to find a weakness outside maybe you could look at their their front uh you know the defensive line and, yeah. and it's just quarterback like if, if you put Aaron Rodgers on this team they're not favored over the Chiefs, but they're not huge dogs behind the right. you know. I mean, I said this in our in our uh, previous podcast about the offensive linemen. I was talking about Washington being kind of like Tampa light, Tampa 2.0. Denver's the same way. I mean, like they have more quarterbacks at their disposal. It's not Ryan Fitzpatrick. They have a young guy in lock, a veteran in Bridgewater that they're trying to figure out. But if you're like this uh, Rodgers-type figure entering free agency, you're looking at Denver saying, okay, this is a spot I want to be because it's plug and play. I have maybe, so many maybe, weapons, maybe, a great maybe defense. Drew- Maybe Drew Locke is that mf'er that Tom Brady was talking about. It could could have been could have could have been could have been. Really? been. Really? What? Yeah. Drew with him? Hmm. I think I think it was probably it wasn't Jimmy G. Everybody says Jimmy G. I, I, think think I don't know. I think it was. Um, I think it was probably. I saw a coward uh, say Trubisky. That one made a little bit more sense to me because there was some interest maybe with Chicago. You you know you're like really you're going with Trubisky. I, was, I, I like be, that. I, I like that theory. It could definitely be him. The yeah, the, the Boston radio theory. If you really want it quickly, I know this has nothing to do with safeties, but right. the Boston radio theory was that he was talking about Belichick, and it was a conversation between him and Kraft. It oh, wasn't. Oh no, that's spicy. That was that was a fun one, but I, I don't know how legit that one is. But I liked it, so sure, why not? Debo, put a note down that we need to have Sully back on for a him, a, him, a separate Tom Brady podcast. On who on the conspiracy theories about who Tom Brady is talking sure, about. Let's do a top 10. Let's do it. Top 10. Yes, that's right. Top 10 guy. <laughs> top 10 people Tom Brady could have been talking about. Uh, excellent work on the safeties as well as the offensive line earlier over the weekend. Sully, enjoy your fourth, buddy. Go America. Great job. You deserve a break for all the hard work you put in. Appreciate it, pal. Thank you. America. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.